Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Doug Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And uh, welcome to part two of this podcast series where I posed you the question, are your decisions making your money? Now, in part one, we talked a little about making decisions and that most of our decisions we do make unconsciously as we're making decisions pretty much every second of our lives. Now, what we also discussed in part one is the most important decisions that we have to make are often the hardest as they have the biggest consequences. Now, indeed, they also have the greatest rewards, such as the decision to buy a house, the decision to get married, or the decision to investing. And that's also one of those really big decisions that we have to make. Now, people generally put off making big decisions out of fear of making a mistake. Or what I find when I'm chatting with people is they don't want to make that mistake. So they fail to make a decision. Now, the more choice in the decision, the more fear of making the wrong choice is amplified. For example, if you had a choice of, let's say, 10 houses to buy, then deciding on which one you would buy would be much harder for you than if you only had one house to choose from. Often buying a car is one of those decisions, as there are so many car dealers selling the same car. And so the decision becomes more complicated as you need not only to decide which car you want to buy, but who do you trust to buy the car from? Now, investing decisions are pretty much the same as we find many people get stuck in the fear of not wanting to make a mistake. After all, which investments do you make? Do you go with property? Do you go with shares? Do you go with cash? Do you go with bonds? Do you go with a financial planner? Do you go with a managed fund? What do you actually do? And if you do uh, want to make an investment, do you go with the property or shares? But then which property or which share that you go to? And also, who do you deal with for that investment? And so your investment decision is a lot more complicated than just deciding where to eat. And often that can be a hard decision, especially when you ask your friends, where do you want to meet? And they go, I don't know, where do you want to go? So people avoid making decisions quite regularly. Now, deciding on an investment, as I mentioned, is important. And as I also mentioned, these can be the hardest decisions to make as they can deliver the greatest rewards. The sad fact is that most of us shy away from this because of fear of making these decisions. Now, generally, it's the fear of making mistakes that stops them, as I just mentioned. So how do we make better decisions and not get paralysed by fear? Well, in part one, I mentioned looking at the worst case scenario, or in other words, what's the actual downside risk of making that decision? On a share, it's really easily quantifiable by understanding the use of stop loss strategies. Now, sadly, from my experience, more than 95% of people investing in the share market do not ever use a stop loss. And this is exactly why the majority panic when the market falls. Now, surely it's better for your sanity to have a predetermined exit point on an investment, especially a share. Right now, the market is rising and people are feeling a lot more comfortable about it because they're making money and their portfolios are going up, their managed funds are going up. But as a trader, I really know that things are not always going to be like this. And so I plan for the future, and that means the market will fall at some stage. So then when it does, I have a plan to enact so that I can sleep at night and know that my capital is actually protected. 
And this is why people come to us to help them manage or manage their portfolios for them because we do have these strategies to help people to manage their portfolio in the downside. Everybody can make money when the market's rising as all boats rise on the same tides, don't they? It's generally when the market falls that people start to panic. Now, right now, it's perfect for you to be thinking the same way. And if you're not, then you'll be subjecting yourself to undue stress sometime in the future when the market does fall away. Another strategy is to gather the information necessary so that you fully understand all of the aspects of the decision you need to make. Now, here again, people generally only get surface-level information, thinking this is enough. However, this often means they make poor decisions as most often the decision is to avoid making the decision as the pain of making it is too great. And again, the fear of making the wrong decision has its consequences. Now, we see this pattern every day when speaking to people on the phone. And what is constantly amazing to us is the amount of people who talk to us that have been on our websites for years and getting our newsletters and other information from us and they desperately want to be great traders but the decision is to not talk to us out of fear of being sold something. What happens is that they fail to get enough information and so make a decision not to make a decision that internally they know they need to make so that they can be more profitable. So in the end, they're not wanting to make a mistake, as this is deemed a failure, means that not making the decision actually guarantees failure. Worse, it means wasted opportunity to grow your wealth and compound that wealth. In every case with these people is that when they do decide to get the information and undertake our course, is that 100% of the time they wish they'd undertaken the course when they first inquired all of those years earlier. A couple of other strategies that you can use is try not to think too hard about the decisions because overthinking a decision actually can create more fear or, or spiral that fear out of control because it's the fear of the unknown. As uh, There's an acronym for the word fear. It's false evidence appearing real. And often this is the case when people are looking to make decisions. It's that more doom that they create by overthinking their decision. So don't get too hung up on it. So, But also don't get hung up too much on keeping your options open. And keeping your options open is great, but you still need to make a decision because you have to decide one way or another. So narrow down those options till you get to just one or two. Remember, too much choice leads to more confusion, more indecision. So if you have three or four or five things to decide on, or choices, as we mentioned, start narrowing down, doing the positives and negatives of each one. What's the positive of this choice? What's the positives of that choice? What's the negative of this choice? What's the negative of that choice? Narrow it down to one or two, because one or two is much easier to make a decision on, but eventually you still need to decide. One of the things that we find with more generally in women is their guilt in these women can actually give them more social pressure to not make a decision because a lot of women want to try and balance that work and family life and if they're away from their family too much they're a bit guilty because they're working too much and not with their family or if they're with their family too much then they may not be getting personal satisfaction from themselves by not working so this is one of the things we have with 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 ladies especially and i'll tell you a story about a lady in a minute before i move on to that I mentioned last time that we'll discuss core values, and this is something I work with our advanced traders on, as it's critical to understand this area for you to be a really great trader. So what are the core motivators or core values? Security, power, affiliation, and success. Now we all have each of some of those within us. 
However, we're dominated by one of those. We get many people who crave security and the security of being financially successful and what that will give them. Yet their decisions move them further away from gaining the very thing that they actually want. So by not investing or not trading or not getting properly educated in how to invest or trade properly will only guarantee not getting more security. Now, some people we deal with act on the power motivator in the belief that by becoming a trader, they can control the market or at least their own wealth. And this is perfectly achievable. But some desire to be more knowledgeable than others and so they can seem more superior, more powerful than others. And this leads to arrogance in the individual about the market and indeed failure as they make decisions from a feeling of being invincible on the marketplace. Which as everybody knows, the market will not necessarily play that game with you. Affiliation is a little different as this is where people are more selfless in that they desire to help others. Now while this motivation can lead them to being great investors and traders, as the desire to gain wealth will mean they can assist others more readily and with larger sums of money or more assistance. Often an affiliation belief can mean making decisions that these people do not do what they know they need to do so that they do not adversely affect people they love. And this brings me to the story of the lady I was just mentioning. As she decided not to undertake our course as it would take her away from her late teenage children as she had to drive them to music lessons, private schools, send them overseas for specific tuition for music and many other different things that she was doing for her children. The problem with that was that she was not fulfilling her needs and in turn this was affecting her children. When I explained to her that if she was trading well then she could give her children more and even travel with them overseas to these specialist music teachers and other things that they needed to do, that she actually realised that her decision to spend more time with the children rather than to learn to trade was actually going to have the opposite effect what she was actually wanting. The last motivator is success. Now here often people like the challenge of investing and trading as they like to be seen to be more and have more than their friends. So in a similar way to those run by power motivator, this can be good or bad. Good in the fact that prepared to make decisions and take a few risks, but bad in the fact that some will take too many risks, as such in turn burn up their capital a few times. So let me ask you, are your decisions making you money and getting you where you want, or are they getting you further away from what you desire? Now, would it surprise you to know that many people struggle with the word no? I know I did. Because I didn't like the word no, I would avoid salespeople and getting all the information I needed in order to make better decisions. When I realised this behaviour in myself, I set myself up a challenge to say the word no a hell of a lot more often. What that meant is that I had to put myself into situations where I had to get information and become fully informed and then make a decision on the spot. Now obviously I didn't put myself into those really important decision making places, but I put myself into many places where I had to make a decision on the spot as I mentioned. So these were places like expos where you have hundreds of exhibitor stands all wanting you to talk to them. Now I did this a lot, so now I'm excellent at saying no, but I'm also very good at saying yes if the decision is right for me, because I've been fully informed about the decision I need to make. I'm also now not fearful of making the wrong decision. Now remember, as Anthony Robbins says, decisions determine your destiny, so choose wisely. So from here you can do nothing, do something, or procrastinate and only one of those decisions will get you to your goals. 
so choose wisely. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here about Wealth Within. You've been listening to Talking Wealth. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.